Tom Swarbrick on LBC. If you thought politics here was heating up this week ahead of the election next year, wait until you've seen what's been happening in the US. Fortunately, you only have to wait until the end of this sentence, because at 10 to 6 on LBC this Friday, it's Simon Marks, American Week. Tom, as we chart America's trajectory every Friday at this time, it's sometimes easy to lose track of the big picture. But this was a big picture week, with events that serve as a canary in America's collective coal mine. The country is in trouble, its battle lines increasingly drawn, the centre ground is struggling to hold, and one measure of that was the big news of Tuesday. Today, I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. The Republican Speaker of the House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy. This logical next step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. That's exactly what we want to know, the answers. I believe the president would want to answer these questions and allegations as well. Now let's get something clear from the outset. There is absolutely no indication that Joe Biden has committed any kind of criminal offence, and certainly none that rises to the level of the high crimes and misdemeanours required for impeachment. But in Washington today, the facts simply no longer matter. Far-right Republicans, incited by former President Donald Trump, have spent months engaged in a smear campaign, claiming, without any evidence that Joe Biden was in corrupt cahoots with his son Hunter. Claims that the Bidens are an organized crime family lie at the heart of what will now be a formal impeachment investigation in the Republican-led House of Representatives, and chairing it will be Congressman James Comer of Kentucky. Uh, Congressman, how deep could this go? Well, let's start at the top. There's two, two crimes here, the actual Biden corruption and then the cover-up. Now, I don't know about you, but in that Fox News interview, he sounds like a man who has already made his mind up. Even though later on the Fox Business Channel, suddenly he said there were things still to investigate. All we want to do is see their personal bank accounts to make sure that Joe Biden wasn't getting his 10 percent. And, and make sure this. that Hunter Biden w was... Uh, was telling the truth when he said that he had to give his salary, half his salary to his father. But why stop there? Why not ask Joe Biden to provide his birth certificate to prove that he's not, in fact, one of those space aliens they put on display in Mexico this week? Or to cooperate with the inquiry into the disappearance of Lord Lucan, just to confirm he wasn't involved? This is crazy stuff. A country in which impeachment, the ultimate sanction against an American president, is now invoked as though it's a suitable punishment for jaywalking. And McCarthy, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, knows that he is on a fishing expedition that has been forced on him by the unhinged conspiracy theorists who fill his own party's ranks on Capitol Hill. I think the impeachment inquiry is absurd. The American people want us to do something that will make their lives better, not go off on these chases and uh, witch hunts. Democrat Charles Schumer, the majority leader in the Senate, unloaded against Biden's opponents in the other House of Congress. I have sympathy with Speaker McCarthy. He's in a difficult position. But sometimes you've got to tell these people who are way off the deep end, who have no interest in helping the American people, who just want to pursue their own witch hunts, that they can't go forward with it. So I'm disappointed. I think it's absurd. But we are not going to let it stop us here in the Senate 
from keeping the government open and working in a bipartisan way. It isn't only Democrats who are shocked by the opening salvos in the effort to impeach the president. So are some Republicans, and one of them, hours later, made his move. What I wanted to do was look at the evidence, and I said I would go where the evidence takes me, and I still want to look at the evidence. I'm going to get a briefing later in the week on what evidence links uh, President, at the time, Vice President Joe Biden, to Hunter Biden's activities. Uh, I haven't seen that link yet, and so I'm uh, reluctant to agree with with uh, Speaker McCarthy. Congressman Ken Buck, Republican of Colorado, breaking ranks with the impeachment inquiry. So too did Congressman Matt Gates of Florida, which is interesting because he's from the conspiracy theory believing far right. He narrowly lost an effort to stop Kevin McCarthy from becoming Speaker of the House, but senses he might have another run at the top job soon. You boasted in January that we would use the power of the subpoena and the power of the purse. But here we are, eight months later, and we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden. That's how you know that the rushed and you know, somewhat rattled performance you just saw from the speaker isn't real power of the subpoena and power of the purse. Only thing the 118th Congress is known for at this point is electing Kevin McCarthy speaker and underwriting Biden's debt. And unfortunately, there's only one of those things we can remediate at this time. Now, the extraordinary thing about that is that he's actually admitting his own party, which controls the House of Representatives, has done nothing since it took over, which is basically what the White House says, except with just a little bit more venom. At the podium this week, Joe Biden's press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre. What you see Republicans uh, in Congress, right, they have uh, spent all year investigating the president. That's what they've spent all year doing and uh, have turned up with no evidence, none. that he did anything wrong. Well, now they're going to keep digging in an effort to unearth that evidence, even though it may not exist. Where all this leads is anyone's guess, but it certainly isn't doing anything to secure the underpinnings of American democracy. Yes, Hunter Biden is a bad apple. Many Democrats knew it even before his father ran for the presidency. And yes, he may well have been trying to sell access to his dad. Certainly the president's son saw his own legal jeopardy deepening this week with news that served as another blow to his father's White House. Federal prosecutors, folks, they have indicted Hunter Biden. Yes, just moments ago we are learning there is a report that Hunter Biden, the president's son, has been indicted on gun charges. This indictment just unsealed in Delaware charges Hunter Biden with three counts all related to that gun purchase, basically accusing him of lying about being addicted to drugs at the time he was purchasing these this weapon. Newsmax and MSNBC there with the news that Hunter Biden may go on trial, not least because an earlier effort to negotiate a settlement to charges that he lied when purchasing a gun license was thrown out by a judge. On conservative media, the indictment about the gun is a smoking gun. Republican Senator Ted Cruz of Texas on Fox News. The reason people care about Hunter Biden, it's not that he's one troubled soul who struggled with substance abuse. The reason this is a matter of public concern is the heart of the allegations are that Hunter Biden made millions of dollars by selling favors from daddy. But over on left-leaning MSNBC, where they regularly deny that Donald Trump is the victim of prosecutorial misconduct, legal analyst Glenn Kirshner suddenly thinks Hunter Biden is now the victim of prosecutorial misconduct. How many times do you think people fudge their answers on those firearms purchase forms? If Hunter's last name wasn't Biden, I think it very unlikely 
these charges would have been brought. One man's lie is another man's fudged answer. Now, while all of this was going on, Vladimir Putin was cozying up to Kim Jong-un of North Korea and China was sending warships on exercises around Taiwan and publishing a blueprint for taking the island over. In a Washington that is now a caricature of itself, one prominent player perhaps sensibly decided it was time to call it quits. I've spent my last 25 years in public service of one kind or another. At the end of another term, I'd be in my mid-80s. Senator Mitt Romney of Utah, who was the Republican presidential nominee in the halcyon days of 2012. Frankly, it's time for a new generation of leaders. They're the ones that need to make the decisions that will shape the world they will be living in. The next generation of leaders must take America to the next stage of global leadership. It's a young man's game, he says, in an America where next year's presidential election is still expected to be dominated by two old men who don't believe it. If only Joe Biden and Donald Trump would take Mitt Romney's advice, Tom, the country might still have a chance to salvage itself. From Washington, D.C., Simon Marks, American Week.